episode 193 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, listeners. On this episode of The Digital Life, we're going to discuss the next wave of drone technology and answer the question or try to answer the question, have we entered the age of the drone? John, were you being punny when you mentioned wave of drone technology? I was. You are are a bright man. Yes, I'm super smart. So, uh, of course, most of the country saw the uh, massive swarming drone light display that was part of Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, To be honest, you know, I and and I love technology, and I saw that Intel was some somehow associated with the halftime show, um, but I I thought we were just seeing a bunch of computer effects overlaid on on Lady Gaga's show at the at the very beginning of it. We kind of were. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it was a uh, sort of pre-recorded uh, addition to the show, but they did use these these Intel Shooting Star drone. Uh, system uh, to create an effect, you know, much like uh, sophisticated fireworks. Uh, sure, you know, there was uh, much more than that going on. The drones moved, uh, moved around as as Lady Gaga uh, sung a, a medley of patriotic tunes, and you know, they they uh, had a variety of colors, um, and you know, it was it was well coordinated. You know, to to be honest, it it probably is more interesting as sort of a proof of concept like that, that you can have these drones do these things. But in terms of uh, being impressed by the visual nature of it, it, it wasn't, you know, you could probably could have done a better job just using special effects. I know, John, those drones got you like a Polaroid picture. Those drones, uh, it's, they're human almost. They're, they're sentient beings. So, so putting aside uh, for a second the fact that it probably – uh, wasn't going to blow your mind that that these drones were were dancing with Lady Gaga, um, <laughs> dancing with. Look at what you just did there. <laughs> um, so so you know, putting aside that for a second, it it is significant that number one, you have uh, a major company like Intel that's investing their their technology there inside the Super Bowl show. Right. I mean, they, they are they are spending a, a lot of money to to push you know this this what what amounts to basically a fireworks system a light display system that's that's powered by drone technology which which says to me that they're aiming to be uh creating uh producing manufacturing a lot of drones in 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 the near future what they what they want to do from a brand perspective is create the uh uh the desire Probably from from more like like the B two B community, but the desire uh, of of people to start seeing this technology used uh, in different ways, you know, beginning in the entertainment field, I'm sure. Um, but there are so many more. What I find to be more interesting uh, deployments of of drone technology, or or more interesting possibilities, anyway. Uh, for instance. Uh, I know that Facebook is working on on their drone to help deliver uh, wireless internet to areas that are uh, impoverished or areas that are that are not wired uh, that that don't have access uh, to the web, et cetera. 
Um, and I find that project to be pretty compelling insofar as, um, you know, I, I know that Facebook has their their own desirements in terms of getting people online. Uh, but, but also it, it says that there's uh, this new 21st century infrastructure uh, for, for the Internet that's going to be deployed uh, via these... Um, you know, these, these small flying vehicles. So no longer digging underground and laying cables or stringing, you know, wires across telephone poles or what have you. You can deploy infrastructure into remote areas uh, via the skies. Uh, and so I find that pretty compelling. Um, and I, I put together a list of some of the commercial um, uh, commercial aspects that, that drones could be applied to. Uh, that I thought were particularly interesting, and I thought we could talk about those and see if we can imagine any you know additional uses. Sure. Um, so, so one that I thought was 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 pretty brilliant was that for search and rescue. So there there seemed to be uh, you know unfortunately all kinds of natural disasters in which people are trapped uh, in remote areas or where where at least human beings aren't able to get to them very quickly. Um, and, you know, whether it's uh, landslides or earthquakes or, or what have you. Uh, so emergency crews can use drones to, uh, uh, to find people uh, immediately after natural disasters when the roadways are, are, are impassable. Or uh, we all know about uh, those stories of foolish hikers going up on mountains, uh, uh, whether they get trapped up there because it's, it's too cold or they get lost or they can't find their way back, whatever. Um, drones can be deployed, I would think, at, at much less expense than sending out uh, search parties, you know, and, and hopefully bring, you know, these folks back uh, in one piece. You know, albeit you have to send out a helicopter still, but at least you know exactly where the person is now. Yeah. Uh, so search and rescue, uh, very uh, potentially important area for, for drone deployment. Uh, in the agriculture industry, uh, we all know that um, uh, farms are increasingly becoming high-tech, um, uh, high-tech places, and you know they're doing a lot of work in agriculture with a lot fewer people, mm -hmm. and doing things like inspecting crops, uh, distributing fertilizer, uh, pesticides, what have you, across uh, you know many many acres uh, with 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 fewer people, um, and and sort of enabling better. Uh, tending of, of of the crops and 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 better yields and outputs. Uh, that's that's another area that I've seen touted as 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 ripe for for drone application. Yeah. Um, following up on our our uh, our first area there, uh, delivering humanitarian supplies um, and medicine, uh, maybe in in uh, in war zones by. Uh, by non-governmental organizations, so you have, uh, you know, war zones across uh, across the world where human beings, uh, I mean, unless they're fighting, uh, you know, are, are in very dire straits. Um, and and we all know in in Syria, for instance, there's just no way that that any humanitarian supplies can get um, can get in. Now, I'm not saying that drones are going to uh, uh, necessarily. Uh, be able to get in there as well, but at least you wouldn't be putting people in buses or or caravans and putting them at risk for being uh, for being blown up. Um, there's a couple others. 
land surveys uh, for, for scientists and archaeologists. Of course, uh, entertainment and esports. We talked about drone racing. And then, of course, uh, my favorite, uh, surveillance, right? <laughs> so, so John, just. John loves him some surveillance. Yep, just spying on, on people. Um, so, so, what strikes me about this drone technology and what I find compelling about it is this idea that we are really uh, enabling remote interaction remote surveillance, uh, remote uh, delivery uh, in real time and sort of uh, providing, um, you know, extending our grasp into areas that um, we, we wouldn't be able to otherwise um, afford. Yes, exactly. I think these are all economic questions when we're talking about drones ultimately. And I, I find, I mean, some, some, of the, some of the sort of fantastical applications of drones are are a little bit silly. Like, yeah, it's a little silly that a drone would deliver your Amazon package, which is sort of the premier, like, um, uh, application when it comes to uh, the, the commercial sector, or, or at least the case study that, that people um, uh, talk about a lot. And, and that's as much about Amazon showing off as it is, you know, anything else. Uh, but it, it does sort of open the door to this idea that, um, we can transport our ideas um, and our content via the internet, but physical interaction over distance uh, up until now has been a, a little bit difficult. Drones give us the opportunity to impact at a distance, you know, in a, in a physical manner. And I, I, I think this is probably an underestimated technology in terms of the overall impact it will have. Because remember, Unlike uh, some of the other emerging technologies we talk about, drones are actually, uh, you know, sort of deployed and being used in all, all manner um, uh, of, of things already. Like drones are already sort of tested and in use. It's just a matter of sort of commercializing those uh, those uses. So, so I've talked plenty about my my drone fantasies, Dirk. What's uh, you, you started talking about uh, sort of the economics of it? Could you expand on that? Definitely. You know the the context for drones that really made me think had to do with uh, military. And I read something recently. You know the F thirty five, which is the most advanced U.S. Uh, fighter plane at this point. There's a number of models. The cheapest of them costs one hundred and fifty million dollars for a single airplane. The most expensive costs well more than double of that. So depending on which branch of service is being outfitted for and, and, and some other factors that I'm not, not conversant in. But let's talk about the base model of 150 million for a single airplane. So to make a drone that can carry a little bomb is under $100, all right? So you could have a country with 15 million drones with bombs for every one F-35. Um, and this article was making the point that technologies like the F-35 are in certain ways obsolete. Like they're, they're the cutting edge of where the, the top technology and R&D manifestation of like, like the most powerful single flying vehicle could be. But if I can send a, a cloud of 15 million drones into the sky for your one F-35, your one F-35 is going to have a really freaking hard time impacting my country, impacting you know, my ships or my whatever things I have 
uh, functioning in that part of the battlefield. So what drones do that are, are interesting in, in that military context, as well as in some of the contexts that you, you talked about, is, is they become this super cheap, um, highly portable device to move about um, to, to different places, faraway places, very, very cheaply. The cost to make them is cheap, the cost to operate them is cheap. Um, you know, the, the fact that if that drone that costs $30 um, uh, gets lost, it's not the end of the world. Whereas if you send a, a, a brave, heroic human to make the rescue effort and they die in the attempt, I mean, that's, that's a much, much greater catastrophe than $30, right? Uh, so uh, what, what strikes me, what, what really was poignant to me in, in the military example, but strikes me in all of these other examples is it's, you know, it, it's, it's the, the machines as manifest by drones in, in the context of flying in these cases of being these really disposable, these really affordable um, solutions and, and showing that the, the old paths that we've been on to, um, you know, to, to sort of the pinnacle of technology and, and, and perhaps the pinnacle of science in some ways is just, it's, um, you know, the F-35 is a quagmire. I mean, it's a $150 million quagmire to get one plane for that cost when effective countermeasures can be done for, for a small fraction of that price. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good way to look at it because it, it highlights the asymmetric nature of, of this technology. I mean, epitomized by the example that you just gave, like the, the technology has made it inexpensive to, um, you know, for smaller players, uh, to have just as much leverage as as larger ones, and and that is that is the technology trend, generally speaking, which is uh, you know the the computers we use today would have been you know guarded very jealously you know uh, fifty years ago uh, as you know sort of national security uh, um, uh, for reasons of, of, of national security. So so, but now we use them for you know for our everyday purposes. Um, I, I think moving forward, um, the the possibilities for for drones are um, really compelling because uh, in addition to making it inexpensive to do things, uh, you're also creating uh, this environment where acting at 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 a distance is is possible. And my, you know, my hope would be that we're going to see more of um, uh, more charitable slash um, good works come out of this, whether whether you're talking about uh, for non-governmental organizations or search and rescue or, um, you know, even things like uh, um, education um, and, and just enabling people to interact with groups that that maybe before you know before now we couldn't we couldn't do uh, very easily uh, for instance you know to, to build on your uh, discussion of the uh, uh, the economics of it you know how much money goes into these uh, very large-scale missions to help out other countries when you know when they're in trouble right it's massive amounts of money yeah I mean I, I know for instance that uh, the, the Haitian um, uh, sort of uh, rescue missions after after uh, uh, the earthquakes 
was you know very expensive and didn't re really result in in the money being uh, spent very effectively. What what we have with drone technology is the opportunity for I mean, you know I don't know if this is really feasible, but you could see church groups or or charitable groups just you know flying out supplies almost immediately after uh, um, you know after the disaster. You you you're not going to need uh, the same kinds of um, governmental uh, or, or organizational infrastructure to have impact at a distance. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what, what sort of the end game for that will be, but it does occur to me that smaller groups acting independently will have a larger impact because of this inexpensive technology. Yeah, I mean, you know, getting into what happened in Haiti, I mean, we're starting to get into some bigger and different issues, but I mean, a lot of that speaks to sort of the bureaucracy of large organizations, right? So the, um, and, and the Red Cross may not have been involved, so I'm not impugning the Red Cross specifically. You have a huge organization like the Red Cross, tons of money is just pumped into it, and they're expected to just do something. There's all this money, it has to be spent, all these, all these things have to happen. And in situations with big bureaucracy, a lot of people, a lot of systems, a lot of oversight, there's a lot of spending waste, you know, and again, going back to the, the F-35 example, I mean, to get to that F-35, you know, we say 150 million just to make the one plane. I mean, uh, I don't know the numbers, but some massive amount of R&D and develop money to get to the point where the plane can even be made in the first place. Um, so whenever you're at a large scale, when you're at, you know, a 300, 400 million population country like the United States, an organization like that with a national government, um, anything at that scale, there's going to be inefficiencies all over the place. There's going to be stupidity and errors. And one of the things that, that drones allow is this very specific, very intentional, very cheap and small investment in something that can that can function in a more local way, in a more in a more specific way. Now, again, going back to, to Haiti, I mean, sometimes you just need boots on the ground. It's, you can't always just send a little buzzing drone to get the job done. But there certainly are context where you can. And more than that, I think we just need to step back and, and philosophically think about these things differently. You know, I think of um, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, and he said, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And uh, here in the United States, particularly, sort of as a, a continuation of Enlightenment era modernist policy of the past, we keep pursuing these hyper bleeding edge technological solutions for things sometimes you just need to send a cloud of drones in the air. You don't need the F-35. Um, you know, we, should, we should get a little smaller focus, get a little more local, and we'll have, we'll have much better um, success and, and efficiency in the things that we're doing. Lately. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening, or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And, of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at DMeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And thanks so much for listening.
So that's it for episode 193 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. Bye.